Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, coming at you live from the Capsule Core headquarters. It's your hosts, David and Seth. Hello. How's it going, man? Good, I, good. I'm excited. I almost forgot to hit record. Ooh, we're starting off strong today. Yep. Um, I, I'm actually really excited. I want to do a giveaway for this, actually. I got to plan something out with a launch, but we... Uh, I ordered something neat that I sent you a picture of earlier, and I I didn't know that you could do this until the other day, but I ordered a, a custom Tervis tumbler with our logo on it, and it looks really good, and I'm very excited. It does. Excited. I saw. Yeah, I, I saw a picture. I'm uh I'm gonna get you one, Seth, but. Ooh. Um, I wanted to not waste fifty dollars on two bad-looking cups. I would rather waste twenty-five on a bad-looking cup, and it did not look bad. So, I will definitely order another one. Yeah, I couldn't decide, and I want to do a quick life segment. I couldn't decide if I wanted to do the cheesy thing and put my name and/or gamer tag on it. So I just got the logo. Ah. Uh. I couldn't. Maybe I'll get another one with my name or gamer tag on it because it doesn't cost anything extra. But it um it definitely should have put a should have put coming at you live on it. <laughs> yeah, we we can because we, <laughs> it's not live at all. I love it. Um, so let's just a quick uh, idea for like uh, in the next couple weeks, we are going to. You know, be playing Mario Party this weekend in some facet. And Black Ops 4 comes the weekend after that, which Seth is mm-hmm. not getting that. But No, I'm not. Um, I am. And uh, a listener has offered to give us some insight. Uh, so thank you to Chip, who is also... He's probably going to play it more avidly than I am, to be honest. And so... Chip Block? <laughs> no. I don't want to give away his last name. On the air, but uh, he knows who he is. I oh, imagine, Chip Skylark. Yeah, um, with his shiny teeth, he's yep. he's going to tell us about the game, whether it be uh, through me talking to him about it and me recording it, or um, however, uh, if he just writes an email. I don't know. I haven't decided yet because I don't know my schedule in the next two weeks. But that's something to look forward to in the future. We've got, let's see, we are now about a month and a half away from the next Smash Bros. So we've got a lot of good content coming up. I uh, just want you guys to be ready for it. And uh, I know that we're excited too. One of the things that I love is putting in time for this is not always the most frustrating thing in my life that I put time towards, which I love. So it makes me happy to do this. So yep. <laughs> um, let's get into what we played this week because Indeed. I played something besides Destiny, even though I did still play a lot of Destiny. Nothing new to report on Destiny really. But Yeah, that's all that's all I played, so we can just kinda <laughs> skip right over me. Um well I don't I don't think we should skip because there's a little little bit to talk about. But I played Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yay. Which finally came out on Switch. Yeah, finally came out on Switch. Um I I will say uh 
it is a game that looks much better in handheld than it does on the TV. Really? And I think that's just because, I don't know, because you don't see the pixelation in the lines as much on handheld. And, uh, yes. and I, I think they pared it down a little bit so it would run 60 frames still. And with all the explosions and stuff happening on screen, according to some reviewers, it does dip down a little bit, but not much. Uh, I'm ne- I'm never one to really notice frames per second. I know that there are people out there that are very adamant about it, but I'm not one that gets upset about it. So... If there's a little bit of slowdown, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, there's slowdown. And it's it's a very good game. It just looks a lot better in handheld. It doesn't control better in handheld, in my opinion. The the Pro Controller really does shine with this game. And Naturally. it's it is just a very good, very fluid fighting game. As someone that's played a solid amount of fighting games before, I play... I'm not a hardcore fighting game fan, but I I do pick them up. Uh, Seth knows this because I've yep. made him play Mortal Kombat and Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff with me whenever I yep, buy them. Yep. <laughs> and I'm always bad. Yeah, and I I mean I I'm never I'm never good enough to be better than online people, but I am a little better than the the casual player. And I feel like a lot of fighting game mechanics do flow over, at least. If you're good at any of the 3v3 uh, 2D fighting games out there, like Marvel vs. Capcom, or... I I can't think of another one. Other ones. What? Other ones. Yeah, other ones. There's definitely other ones. This one falls right in line. There's a nice tag-in, tag-out system where you can continue your combos... And everything is so fluid. I wish I, I wish that we were actually showing footage of this while we were talking about it because I want people to see. If you haven't seen this game, look up footage of it because everything looks like in the anime. If, yeah. Down to character transitions from jumping in and out of the fights from to round transitions when other characters jump in when a, a character is KO'd, it feels like you're watching a big epic battle from Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super if you're nitpicky. So yep. there, the one thing I'm not a huge fan of is the... I don't feel like there's a big lack... or there's a big amount of diversity in the characters. And this is... I believe Ark's... Yeah, this is Ark's first time making a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. So I imagine the character roster will grow with the next one if they do another one. Which they probably will. This game has sold gangbusters. It's... A lot of people like it. And it's doing well in the competitive scene, I believe. But... the On the hero side, you do get a solid amount of diversity besides the amount of Gokus and Vegetas you have. Which you have base Goku and Vegeta, Super Saiyan Goku and Vegeta, and then Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku and Vegeta. So that's six character slots taken up by two different characters right there. Yeah, not not even not even mentioning Bardock and Goku Black. Right, or yeah, which are basically just Goku again. Now now Goku Black does have some different moves, yeah. so that's. It's more of like an echo fighter at that point. 
but I I will say I really have had a lot of fun and this I did not see this coming but because of the way the story mode makes you play you you definitely got to try out other characters and so where I'm at in the story I've fought as Goku Krillin Yamcha and Tien I really love fighting as Yamcha his yeah. moveset is really cool and the acrobatics they have him do it's it's really I'm glad that something like this is making his character shine to me because in the show he's absolutely useless <laughs> and he's a good baseball player yeah he's a good baseball player and he's good at dying and and when you first see him in the game he's laying on the ground in the infamous Yamcha death pose so that was kind of funny mm-hmm. but it's I, I'm really excited to get further in the story. I'm I'm only in the first arc, which has three different arcs, and I'm almost done with the first arc. So it's I I'm not a hundred percent sure if Akira Toriyama worked on the story for this or not. I know he contributed a new character for it, but I'm not sure how much of it he wrote. But it definitely has that good Dragon Ball Z feel. It's got, you know, the weird character interactions, the the awkward comedy is good. Um it's it's fun. And I I feel like he had to have a decent amount of input on this because it's it's definitely got the feel down, which is good. Now I I the only negative thing I have besides the diversity of characters is the difficulty hike in the arcade mode because i i'm i like i said i'm i uh some of my stuff has carried over my skill has carried over from other games because it's similar but the arcade mode once you're past the first two or three and it goes up to seven it becomes insanely difficult now, once I get more used to the game and I get used to the combo system, everything like that, it might get better. But, oh my gosh, I can't get past, like, round three or four. It's crazy. So, I'm excited to finally do that if I do end up actually doing it. But, I I mean, I, I'm excited to play this with you, Seth, because I know that yeah. uh, mainly because it does have an easy mode for new fighters. It has a That's mode good. where you can kind of button mash and it does stuff for you. So it's it'll at least put up a challenge and you'll feel like you're doing something if you don't know what you're doing. Which is usual for me in fighting games. Yeah, it's unless it's Smash, then you're fine. True, true. Everything translates fine for you in Smash. But yeah, that's, I mean, I know that's a lot of talk for a fighting game, but it's, I, I purposefully stayed away from playing it on other consoles because I wanted it on Switch. And I know I've talked about that on the podcast before. So it's if I finally got it, and it's good, and I enjoy it. I don't know if I can suplex certify it yet, but, you know, it uh, it is what it is. I also played a little bit more Undertale, <clears throat> but That's good. I did not get much further in it. I I kept playing. I really, I really. So okay. The, also, the reason I didn't play more Undertale is 
I guess I didn't get to a safe spot after I met Sans and Papyrus. So I had mm-hmm. to redo a boss fight and talk to them. And by the time I was done redoing stuff, I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm caught up now. I, I don't want to do anymore. And so which, I... Uh, which boss fight did you redo? Uh, the main... The end of... I forgot her name again. But... Toriel? Yeah. And I, I... So I dedicated because I didn't want to cheat... Because you asked me what I did, at whether I killed or killed her or not, and you did the same thing. And so I did the same thing to commit to my initial decision, because yeah. I didn't okay. want to cheat my way, th- you know, get something else that I maybe yeah. didn't deserve because someone gave me a hint. So I committed to my story decision, and I'm I'm excited to continue playing that game. It's just that I got really wrapped up in Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and it's and it's. Uh, it really got its claws in me. Yeah, it happens. So let's talk about another game that's got its claws in you and me, because we haven't we actually haven't played it this week together, which is odd. No, we, we haven't. We, we usually find a, a night or two to play it, but uh, Destiny Two has done its weekly reset once again, and stuff is different again. Stuff is different again, but it's also kind of the same. Yeah. The, the Dreaming City apparently is caught in a time loop. A, a three-week story-driven time loop that is really kind of genius, if you think about it, a story reason that the game keeps resetting. Mm-hmm. And the NPCs in the game apparently, and I, I encountered this a little bit, have different dialogue options where they at least acknowledge that they are now in a time loop. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. It, it's... I'm excited to see what what keeps happening. It it definitely is adding more to the mystery of what's going on. Yep, it's pretty cool. Have you have you found any new interesting lore things or? Not really. No. Um, I haven't even honestly played that much uh, this week. Um, so yeah, not not too much new stuff for me. Yeah, I played I played more Gambit. I played the new multiplayer mode. I wasn't too impressed with the new multiplayer mode. There's really a lot of ways to spawn camp and dominate the the point you're trying to capture. And yeah, I the one thing I did like is I am now um, at least a little higher of a light level, and I'm just I'm reading as much lore now. So I actually. A solid chunk of one of my nights was spent just reading lore in the game. So, yeah. Then, and honestly, that's one of the best parts. Is that st- that stuff is now like has its own dedicated menu in the game. Exactly. You can actually look at it. Yeah, which it didn't have before, and yeah. it it actually made me really excited because I I'm sure you remember a little bit, but this uh, they did announce a while back that they are doing. They're releasing a grimoire book for Destiny One, yeah. And so I, I'm I'm actually excited to buy the actual book of that because uh, if you if you are a Destiny hater, I understand your points for the most part usually, but I like this game, and honestly, give the lore a chance. And if you like, try reading the grimoire or reading some of the lore online because it's they really spent a lot of time on the ancillary lore and not the lore you play through. Yeah. Almost to the detriment of, of the game itself. Yep. 
but yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah. So let's get into the news because there's some really cool news stuff that happened this week. And some of it happened today, actually, which it's kind of nice that we recorded a day late. So I want to get into this. I want to get into, I know I sent Seth a tweet at like 5 a.m. when this news broke. I remember seeing that Nibble tweeted it, Nibelian, yep. that someone, which apparently the Reddit user was just in a mall and asked to be part of a focus group, and hmm. apparently was in the focus group for a unannounced Harry Potter open world RPG game. Yeah. Which he, he or she took a video of this game and decided to leak it, uh, NDA be damned, and it looks <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, it does. It, it looks really cool. It's it the, looks cool. It's the first Harry Potter thing, video game-wise, that got me excited since Lego Harry Potter. <laughs> and even then, before Lego Harry Potter, the only one I cared about was the ones on the PS2, because those were the best ones. The because they had a lot of platforming and stuff in them, and I really liked them as a kid. Yeah, and uh, let me. Uh, I know Seth is not as into Harry Potter, I guess, as me. I want to know your thoughts from what you saw. I mean, it it definitely looked like a cool game. I it's I think it is a the that world is is ripe for um this this kind of open world RPG type game, um. Because obviously, like, if if you all most of my knowledge of this stuff is from the movies. I, I did read the first four books, um, but like visually, it's all it's it's very cool, um, and it 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 seems like it would be a lot of fun to be able to make your character and kind of uh, live in that world and and do stuff. It'll be interesting to see like what what the story would be, how it would fit into um, the arc of the books. Um, Honestly, I I would I I feel like I I almost want would rather want it to be like a something that happens in in modern times in the world of Harry Potter. Yeah, I can see that. So, have you read about when it's actually set or at least when the leaker says it is? Uh no, I have not. So the leaker says it is actually set in the 1900s. Mhm. So it is well far away from True. Yeah, it's pre Pre-Harry's any, cycle. Any sort of Potter, any sort of Voldemort stuff. It makes sense. I mean, you want to, you gotta give give the game some space to be able to tell its own story with its own characters. And and honestly, what's kind of neat is it it's essentially a uh, a what's the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic of Harry Potter almost, just because it's a uh, it's well 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 in the past. Yeah. Um. One thing I do want to say that I got real excited about is. There definitely was outside of castle stuff. Like you go to Hogsmeade, it looks like, yeah. and and some of that stuff. Maybe Diagon Alley even. But I'm man, it it as a Harry Potter fan, it looked really cool and really fun. As someone who is maybe a little too critical of Harry Potter stuff, there was a great article on Kotaku today by Gita Jackson where she said that J.K. Rowling is ruining Harry Potter, basically. 
And I, I kind of agree with that, but that's another episode entirely on a literary podcast. But the this video game looks like hopefully it'll be mostly untouched by that stuff and it'll just be set in a world and given its own story to run free with. Yeah. And that's that's mainly what I want is a you know, just these wizards obviously wizards and witches obviously were doing stuff long in the past so i'm excited yeah. it also looked like you're a murderer on some level because you're like <laughs> throwing pillars down on goblins and everything yeah and... so one thing i have to ask is uh will it have a uh, quitted simulator oh man i hope i that's really hard for me to ask for in a game I I mean yeah, but I feel like it is it would be as equally hard for them to not put it in there. Yeah, because it's it's something that's so neat. Even the bad Quidditch game back in the day was a good Quidditch game because you yeah. wanted a Quidditch game so bad. And yeah. man, it's Quidditch is such a neat part of Harry Potter that I feel like has been expounded upon really well but has not been also at the same time has not been. And I feel like it's kind of forgotten. So I'm glad that people like you remember. That makes yeah. me happy. So I I do want to say, like, it looks like you have a list of spells in the top left. That looked really cool. There's the rousing score started to kick in. Really, it would be a lot of work for someone to fake this because it looks like a very, not a complete game, but it's definitely a lot of work has been put into it. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm hoping that it comes to fruition. It would be really neat. It is looks like it's made by Avalanche Studios, which is not the same Avalanche that you're thinking of with Just Cause. There's no, actually two game studios named Avalanche. Yep. <laughs> I did not know that until I was listening yeah. to a split screen today. And yeah. Jason made sure to point that out. So I I was just like, oh, that's really neat. I didn't know. So they seemed pretty excited about it. Jason seemed that he had some news that might be next gen, like a, a 2020, 2021 game, which even then I'm still excited. So it, it looks really cool. I have been wanting something like this. I think even on a past episode where, Chris was doing one of his weird little gimmicks that he loved to do, wanted to do like a, what open world game would you want? And I said, Harry Potter. So yeah. it's, it's definitely up there. I, I will play it a lot <laughs> and I will enjoy it. It'll be fun. I just hope it's actually real. So yeah. Not, and that it doesn't go the way of phantom dust. Yeah. Jeez. That apparently is still kind of real. We'll see. I don't believe it, but Microsoft has let me down on keeping things alive lately. Yeah, still... but they do have that. They have that thing coming up. They gotta. They gotta put show some stuff in it. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. That's we'll see. So, uh, what do you have any news? I'd realize I took up a lot of the news segment with uh, with that. I mean, yeah. So there's a couple. There's certainly one big thing that we'll probably talk about. Um, but there was also this thing um, that with the 
a release of Assassin's Creed, um, Google is they've unveiled their Project Stream initiative, which will allow you to play games within Chrome, like Ooh. streaming the game on into your uh, into your browser. The first one's going to be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There's like a um, a beta that people are signing up for. Uh, so that's that's very interesting. A lot of people have. And, and we've talked about it on, on here before. I've theorized that the the future of of video game consoles is going to be like streaming stuff. And Nintendo's already doing it in Japan with a lot of ga- a lot of games on Switch. Um, so we'll see. This will this is it's definitely an interesting thing. Yeah, it's a lot of game companies are looking into this kind of stuff. Also, I mean, we had EA talk about how they're testing it. And they, yeah. you know, it's far off, but it's being tested. Chrome is doing it, obviously, now. Uh, Nintendo is doing it. I, I'm not sure. PlayStation Now kind of did it? Or, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have PS Now, but I, that's what yeah. that always sounded like to me. And I remember there were services that in the past, like, popped up that tried to do it. Um I forget what the names of them were. I, I I remember when like they were revealed. I was very excited about all of them, um, but none of them ever really came to fruition or even survived or whatever. Um, but but none of them had the uh, the backing behind it that Google has. Right. So it, it's an interesting proposition for those out there without without like a gaming PC or some kind of Xbox or PlayStation. As if those people would be listening to this podcast, but you know, yeah. So one of the one of the things that uh, is a is a con possibly. I remember Cameron talking about it today. Was he had a lot of issues with latency from just his living room because he had a Steam Link connected to his TV in his bedroom to go from his PC to the TV in his bedroom. Yeah, and the latency between his controller and what would happen on the screen was very frustrating to him. Which could be mm-hmm. his internet or whatever, but hopefully that's not a thing that plagues this this whole thing. Because it, it yeah, it could so be that, the future. That's definitely different, though, because I mean, there's there's not really any anything that's come prior like anything successful that's kind of the same thing. Because those. You have the stuff on the same network, and I've done um, with PlayStation and and Xbox. They have stuff like that where you can stream, um, like do the opposite. You can stream to your computer and play it on that. Um, and yeah, there are those issues, but this like it's it's certainly. I mean, the the infrastructure has to be uh, ridiculous to be able to handle it, and I'm sure that's why it's open to a very limited amount of people. Um, but this isn't something that you're streaming something from your network. This is all, um, all this stuff's going to be handled in wherever Google's ha- headquarters are, wherever those servers are. Right. Um, so yeah, who knows? I, I didn't try to sign up for it, but it's definitely something that I'm interested in. I agree. Let me see what else. I want to get a, a solid amount of the stuff out of the way before we go too deep on the other thing. Um, let's see here. There, Yugi is going to be in Jump Force, which is the anime fighting game that 
we really geeked out over uh, that was announced at E3. So I'm excited about that. He looks like to be like a Pokemon trainer type character for this game. Which I'm excited about. Yeah, like there's a little, they release a trailer of him, like just a minute of his attacks. And I mean, you wondered when when they announced him if he was actually going to be fighting. And you kind of knew that he wasn't. But it would have been hilarious just to see Skrana Yugi beating up people. Um, but yeah, he uses Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl. No Exodia, though, for some reason. But Slifer, the Sky yeah, Dragon. Yeah, Slifer the Sky Dragon. One of the Egyptian gods. Yeah. The Forbidden Cards. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently um, they aren't, they're not that useful in real life. Yeah, no. They're not. I remember when they came out. It was funny. It was... Yeah. yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Uh, let's see. There's... So we've talked about this, and we, we talked a little bit about our, our dream casting before for the Sonic movie, but... There's a new movie that was announced with a favorite blue video game hero of ours. Oh, yeah. The Mega Man movie. Is, yeah. Is apparently, I guess it had previously been announced, and there was just some new news about it. I didn't know it um, was announced, so... Yeah, I didn't either. But from what I have read, like this was a thing that, that existed previously. But yeah, Mega Man movie is happening. Um... Hopefully it's not like the the Mega Man cartoon that's happening right now, which you know it's a it's a kids show, uh, but it's not that great. So if you had to choose, who would be Mega Man? Who would be Mega Man? Um, I don't know. That's that's hard. I mean, because you know it's got to be someone young, presumably. Yeah, uh, I don't really know any young actors or actresses that could do it let's see i i don't know i have an idea in my head like uh, so i think of uh it's dr light right that's the good doctor yeah um like in my head i think john goodman would be a good dr light with him or h john benjamin yeah and for Dr. Wiley, I want, um, I, I don't even know if he's still alive technically, but the guy that played Doc Brown. In, oh, yeah. <laughs> he'd be a good Wiley. He'd be a good Wiley. Uh, or Willem Dafoe with all the hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's I can't think of Mega Man necessarily, but I can think of those two. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, I, I'm excited to see if they go like full weird hijinks and like have the the robot masters or whatever be uh like all voiced by knowable people or like stuff like that i i'm Mm -hmm. excited for that it'll be weird but you know apparently it is directed by henry juice and ariel shulman of Ah. uh, catfish fame yeah and technically paranormal activities but that's what i know them from yeah uh neve's original catfish what if it's a found footage movie oh oh gosh that would be kind of crazy yeah to have like a found footage movie and 
it's just someone seeing everything lay like lay out kind of like a cloverfield esque or a chronicle one yeah that would be cool i am we are suckers for a good found footage film so yeah it's that's definitely uh people may hate them but i enjoy them when they're good yeah and when they're bad honestly yeah i <laughs> i guess most people would say that they're bad um let's see uh i want i want to get into it I want to get into the exciting news to that was announced today. Yeah. And cuz it was a leak and I think it was what Wall Street Journal. Yeah, late last night. I think it was originally like it was some Japanese publication. Um But yeah, the Wall Street Journal reporting that Nintendo is going to introduce a new version of the Nintendo Switch uh in late 2019. Mm-hmm. Supposed to what? They they are debating new hardware and software features to include. It's supposed to still be compatible with existing stuff. Um, but one up op- one option is a an upgraded screen that would uh, make it brighter, thinner, and more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I mean, people have been speculating about this, that it might happen recently. Um, it's definitely weird, though. Like, we are... I, I I guess it's not an unusual thing, because Nintendo has always released many updated versions of their handheld consoles. Right. Um, but, again, this is not just a handheld console. Um, so, that- so, yeah, I don't know. That's my take, is that I think this will be a handheld console. I don't think that this will be a console that you can plug into your TV and it go to the screen. Why not? I think that what they're going for with this is to actually make it a handheld. Like, you, you can still buy the one that will work on your TV and you can take anywhere... But I think this is going to be a cheaper skew for the handheld-only person. Yeah, I mean, I get that idea, and it's been floated before. But the idea that it will be that and also have upgraded tech in it. while So you would have this, this higher quality version of the thing, and the one that... Is supposed to be the home version is the lower quality version, and see that doesn't. It's, to, to me, those two things do not quite fit together. So it's it's lower quality because of the screen, technically, which it's because you're not supposed to stay too far away from home with your switch. I at least maybe that's what they thought, and with this one with the better screen, better battery life, better, and it's thinner. It's more of a portable, maybe. That's that's what really struck me, is when they're talking about the screen, it, it was mainly talk about it's a cheaper, lighter, portable, like it's, it's going to make it to where this thing can last longer. So I, in my head, I understand how it can be a home console still, but I, part of me just thinks that this is going to be a pared down, you know, handheld one. 
Maybe not even removable Joy-Cons. Maybe an all-in-one system. I don't know, man. I mean, that's sort of removing the whole gimmick of what the Switch is. Well, I I mean, I'm with you. I don't know. I think that it's... I, I don't know. I definitely... Part of me just thinks that that's where they might be going. Not getting rid of the home console side, but maybe introducing... Maybe even upgrading both SKUs to where the home one has the better screen and the handheld one has the better screen. But I could definitely see them introducing a handheld only one. So yeah, if that's the case, like I can't I can see that there being a, a handheld only one. Like people have speculated basically since the Switch launch that eventually Nintendo would make a Nintendo Switch Lite or whatever. Um but I can't imagine them releasing that and then not having an upgraded version of the proper home version of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I just I don't know. I think I I left in my brain, I left out the idea that both could be made until just now. So yeah. that's but that's because I, I started running wild in my head with a portable <coughs> one. Which honestly wouldn't be bad. I I don't know I wish that there was a setting I could see how much I've played on the TV versus how much I've played portably. Because yeah. even though I love my pro controller and I love playing it on the TV, I mainly am doing other stuff while I play it and I'm playing it on the go. So. Yeah, certainly. I've probably played it most. Well, actually, I don't know. It depends on the game. Like when I was playing Xenoblade. I, it was pretty much exclusively on the on the TV, I think. Really? Um, okay. But, but like uh, Mario, Zelda, probably like fifty fifty, honestly. But yeah, um, I don't know. But I I can see there there is probably a market for people who only want a handheld version of it that is cheaper. Um, but again, like I think the whole they want to do it to sort of revitalize the interest. In, in the console after what, um, sort of a, a down second year, um, and I guess it, I, I feel like the, the software lineup they have for next year was probably enough to do that. Um, yeah, for real. But, I guess I guess it sort of makes sense, because um, like I said, Nintendo's known to do this, like release uh, revisions, um, and it would make sense to release it along a bunch of games. Um, uh, if you're pushing those to have a, a new version of the console to push, um, but I, I yeah, I, I do imagine that if there was just a handheld version, there would also be an upgraded home version. So, yeah. Man. The question though is, Ooh. will it have upgraded, um, like uh, upgrade? Because all the stuff we've seen is about the upgraded like screen. And battery and stuff like that. But will it have upgraded, like, graphical hardware? That's what I wonder. Hmm. I don't think it will. No, no, no. I don't think so either. Yeah. It's, that's, I think Nintendo's good with that. They're, they're yeah. where they want to be with that. Not until the, the, the true Switch 2 or whatever they call it. The Super yeah. Switch. Super, Super Switch. They should go, they need that. to go back to naming things Super. I or I guess it could be the uh, the Switch SP or the Switch Advance. 
So do you, do, I realized this, I was thinking about it while you were talking, not that I was ignoring you, but did, do you realize I, I counted in my head probably the, what game I played most on the TV. I played, I'm 90% certain Mario vs. Rabbits the most on the TV. Yeah. Like that game just played so well on the TV for me and I don't know why. I think there is, there's definitely like a kind of incentive to play games with really good soundtracks on the TV. Okay, yeah. Because like, you want to hear it. Yeah, you want to be able to experience that kind of stuff. And it, so, like, when, whenever I would play Mario or Xenoblade or Zelda handheld, like, it was still good, but you don't get the full immersive experience that the kind of, the sound gives you. Yeah, it's it's definitely between that and Hollow Knight, which yeah. I didn't find out until too late was better to play with the sound off, even though the soundtrack is great. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was, that was good. I, I'm excited. Um... I still don't think any sort of next gen from any console, any true next gen is not coming out until 2020 or 2021. Yeah. So, and so I guess, and, and that's another thing it would make sense for if they have, if they have had this plan for it to come out next year, because you can't release like a, uh, basically the same console and like the same year, Sony and Microsoft will but will be releasing next gen version of of their stuff. Right. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear my cat in the background. Marianne is walking the dog and so he she freaks out when that happens. So, I'm having to hear loud meowing behind me and I'm sorry <laughs> to to you and to the listener. Uh trust well, me, I don't I like forgive it. you. I don't like it just as much as you don't. So um, I want to talk about one other thing. It disappeared from my notes. Oh, I wanted to use this as a a plea to Seth to get him to play this game again with me. But they added a volcano region in Sea of Thieves, which looks insane. <laughs> and just these volcanoes exploding... And this group of pirates that have like weird metal working all over them. And it looks really cool. And I, I don't have too much information about it. But I saw it and was like, man, I need to play that game again with Seth. All right, we'll try to fit it in. Yeah. And the last piece of news I have is really, it's kind of stupid. And I know this going into it. But something I really, really liked is so black ops 4 has this weird ad campaign where they're doing like this guy's doing a post malone voice and they've photoshopped post malone's face over this call of duty guy doing random stuff but i didn't know this until i read an article about it that actual users made that video so black ops is actually letting you make videos in there and they're using them as commercials and giving you credit at the end which is <laughs> that's pretty cool it's cool and yeah. kind of hilarious and so there's some really funny ones like um i wanted to send this one to you seth but it's two helicopters flying near each other i guess in the blackout mode mm -hmm. and someone's doing like a david attenborough impression like oh yes the male helicopter is doing <laughs> 
it's exotic mating dance and it's like moving in weird ways and like just really weird stuff like i don't know if it's highbrow humor but it's definitely weird humor and i it really the marketing got me i i don't say that for too many things but this letting people make their own content and make these weird sort of meme-esque things out of it is what I'm here for. Yeah, I and, definitely... I always have a soft spot in my heart for weird ads. Like, when I see... Just, like, bizarre stuff on, on TV will always sort of pique my interest more than, um, you know, whatever standard-issue commercial. Um, and, and this stuff definitely, I think, <laughs> speaks more to who... like what kind of person is playing this game than the the sort of gritty realistic commercials that they have done in the past for these games right exactly um was there any other news you had possibly no that's all for me yeah yep so like i said there wasn't not that there wasn't a lot of news but um really just mainly those those two really big things yeah and it, it really is making me excited for the gaming future that and i i genuinely i got kind of overwhelmed today thinking of the stuff coming out because we've got the world ends with you next week mario party this week Mm -hmm. smash coming up all kinds of games and red dead redemption 2 which i yeah we know how you feel about it man i want to play it because i want to talk about it on the cast but I also feel like me buying it's going to be like a Far Cry 5 slash God of War situation where I'm going to spend $60 for a game I would have rather spent $20 on. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. It's it's a stretch enough that I'm getting Call of Duty, which I'm mainly buying that because friends are buying it and the zombies mode looks really good. Yeah. Especially with the time travel stuff back to like Colosseum, ancient Rome times. Yeah, that's stuff. So. I mean, for for me, even for me, a person who doesn't play that stuff, the 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 blackout, which sounds like it's pretty good, and also the zombies mode, they do sound like they are pretty fun. Of course, I say that, but I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, have you seen? I don't want to drag this on too long. Have you seen the footage of people using the grapple gun in the blackout mode? No, I have not. Okay, so there is a. You wingsuit down to the map, kind of like a parachute, but when you're on the ground, in order to move around fast, you have a grapple gun that will shoot out and kind of latch onto something and pull you forward. Nice. And so people, I was watching a video of this guy just using it to zoom through the map and get behind. It was really cool. It That kind of sold me on the mode also. Yeah. Because the gameplay video of that was really neat. You, he just kind of... You see him grapple gunning fra- across the road, and it's like, holy crap, a person just zooming. It was really fun. But with that, we appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening another week. We love doing this, and we I, it gives me a reason to play more games in my life instead of playing just one game over and over again. And I appreciate you, the listener, for that. And if you could, please... Share this with your friends, your co-workers, your family, whoever you feel should listen to it or not listen to it really because they might want to. And make sure to rate us on whatever you're using to listen. If you don't want to share it, 
then please rate us because that does help us show up when people search for video game podcasts and stuff. And we've got my friend Nick coming in today to help us finish the website. So I'm really excited about that. That got kind of put off because work got crazy, which is fine. And yeah, so we appreciate you listening and we hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye. Go Jets. Go Jets.